Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Entering Stage Right. I'm D. Paul Thomas, actor, playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my co-host, wonderful actor, director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie, and a very good day to you, Philip. How's everything going out in Los Angeles? Well, spring has finally come. We had a beautiful day yesterday. The <clears throat> the pastel blue sky is just uh, quite quite stunning and uh i think the rain is finally behind us and we're come we're 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 moving into into uh full spring at the moment you know the other the other did morning you, did, did, Go did ahead. you get that house painted did you get that oh house yes painted? yes the house is painted and uh <laughs> <laughs> now we actually read all the raindrops uh, oh yeah yeah this uh, was an amazing uh, an amazing uh, <laughs> uh what's the word a journey um you know the other day i was walking gus and you know there's something keeps happening at dawn it, it, it's on on our quiet street every, there's always something gus and i walk about i don't know we're about 200 feet up the street and he's doing yeah. some of his business and i happen to look back uh, and like I said, dawn is breaking, and right in front of my house, I see a, a an untethered dog. And I, and you know, with Gus being very, uh, you know, yeah. and I, I don't like that anyway. You know, people have to. No, no, I no, said, no, yeah, I'm looking yeah. around. Where, where the hell's the master here? The 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 the, mm-hmm. the dog owner. And I, and I said, wait, that's a coyote. <laughs> was it a coyote? Another coyote. Another coyote standing in front of my house, looking at us mm. up the street. And I decided with Gus being very slow now, I said, dude, we're going across the street. So we, <laughs> so we quickly, we, as fast as Gus could go, we quickly crossed the street and the uh, coyote disappeared, but he was right in front of our house. And yeah. I, I was, I was loaded for bear to go after the owner, <laughs> the owner and say, well, you got to leash your damn dog. I was a coyote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. so we are, th- this has been a spring uh, for coyotes. So who knows? Yeah. yeah who who yeah. knows? You know, we go, coyotes are, 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 am- you know what I, I just, his, his my uh, coyotes are amazing because, as any wild animal is, they are self-sufficient. You know, they they are they are self-sufficient. They know how to survive, and they do what they have to do to survive. And uh, self-sufficiency uh, is has always, to me, been something in human beings, too. People who are self-directed, inner-directed, who know what they have to do for themselves and their families. Well, which leads me to California. Um, Please. Our little California thing, we are going into full-fledged uh, Marxism and communism. What do you mean, do you ask? Well, <laughs> normally in any... Um, in any sane world, uh, when we use electricity, we um, pay by the amount of electricity we use. Makes sense. Well, California is starting something new. California's three largest power companies, and this comes from pressure uh, that has uh, that 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 came from from the state. Uh, a, a you know. A, some 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 bills. California's three largest power companies have put forward a plan, which of course will go into effect, for how homeowners will pay their energy bills. The idea that the cost of actual electricity used each month 
uh, you know, the cost of maintaining, building the grid and all of that. But, but here in California, we're, we're, they're starting the, a proposal. Now households will see you will pay based on your income. Aha! Uh-huh. Not how much energy you use, which mm. only makes mm. sense. So this is, here it is, you know, what was it that each according to his uh, uh, needs and, you know, uh, that, that whole communist, uh, Marxist uh, um, mantra. Mantra, yeah. yeah. So in, in California now, households with an annual income of 28 to 69000 would pay $20 a month. Uh, households 69 to 180 would pay $51 a month, and those paying above $180,000 would pay uh, 85 to 92 depending upon which of the uh, um, power companies. Um, but here's here's the interesting thing. This 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 genius plan came from a UC Berkeley economist, and he put forward a a, a report noting that high income households. This is interesting. Consume only slightly more electricity from the grid than poorer households. Mm. Well, so what's mm. the problem? You know, we're not we're energy, uh, you know, we don't suck the energy. Obviously, some people do. But because uh, it's, it's, he's coming from a Marxist point of view, that's bad because it means those with higher incomes, uh, incomes, pardon me, aren't paying all that much more than those with lower incomes for electricity. So we have to become more equitable. And that equitable um, solution uh, comes from uh, putting the cost based on your income. Now, here's the irony of the whole thing. Years back, one of the things in California was to encourage solar power. And mm-hmm. they're giving all kinds of breaks to people with, you know, who put solar power on their houses. Uh, and it, 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 as is typical of any leftist California thing, it has come back to bite them in the uh, you know what, because uh, it was a, it was a thing called net metering, which which meant the state paid the homeowner for any extra electricity they generated but didn't use. So. Initially, the cost to uh, sign up for solar was quite expensive, but as so the cost has come down, many people uh, found out that the they were actually uh, becoming electric generators themselves. <laughs> you know, and, and, and in other words, yeah. instead of getting money from the homeowners, the electric the electric utilities were in some cases paying them. Yes. So so yeah. so yeah. all of a sudden this thing of get solar, get solar, get solar. Well, the, well. So now uh, the, the the there's a proposal for a revised plan to charge people who owned solar panels a monthly fee for owning them. <laughs> okay, so go get solar. It'll help us all out. Well, you know it's it's costing us money. So now you have to pay all the <laughs> yeah. more for it. So you yeah. know it goes on and on and on in, in know, California. This is y- insanity. Y- it, it, it does. And my immediate response to it. I'm just flashing back to uh, literally when I was uh, a young person about two miles from where I currently live at 4124 Sun Meadow Lane. And um, we had a a relatively modest home, I would say about, uh, oh, I don't know, the typical family of five, 2,500 square foot uh, house. It was all on a single level, by the way. And my dad added on the built a 
another garage in the back, and turned the one into a big rumpus room for everybody. But what did—what was I taught? Turn the lights off. Oh, yes. Don't run anything. Don't do anything that is going to— uh, first of all, just, uh, you know, take away from uh, uh, what we don't need. And more importantly, it, it will help us save. So what bothers me about this flat fee is the incentive of of minimizing your footprint is in essence gone, isn't it? Yes, that's true. That's true. So uh, it, 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 basically, you know, uh, you know, there's a there's very little difference, as they said. There's very little difference in the amount of electricity people yeah. use. People with low incomes yeah. don't have, you know, pool heaters and and all of these things. Uh, but but they even even though they found out that people of higher incomes use very, uh, you know, minuscule amounts more electricity. They're still mm-hmm. going to make you pay just because you have money and just because yeah, you have yeah. income and you have to take care of everybody. But again, the end result of the whole, uh, and you implied it as being Marxist in its origin, et cetera, et cetera, is, you know, equity, equity, equity. Oh, yeah. And the, and the bottom line is people lose that initiative to say, listen, I am responsible for my for for my electrical footprint that I'm leaving and I'm going to make sure that everyone in our house understands listen you don't leave the TV on 10 hours a day you don't leave the 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 lights on when nighttime comes yes we'll have a little uh you know a little light there in the hallway if you have to use the restroom or this or but I mean didn't you go through all that stuff are you kidding uh, it was, are are you in the bedroom no well, why is the light on? You know, he's just the same as you. you know, turn the lights out. Turn the lights out. Oh, boy. That yeah. was, uh, by the way, it's a, a small PS on this. This this, yeah. this new uh, metering plan, uh, you know, for all the people who have gone out and put solar at a quite an expense on their on their houses uh this the new plan will reduce the amount that electric that utilities pay mm-hmm. solar rooftop generators now by about 75 percent it used to be that if you bought solar in your house it would pay for itself the cost within five to six years yeah now it's going to be maybe 18 to 20 years so why would one put solar on their roof you know, this is no, again, leftists never think beyond the end of their nose with their, with their pie in the sky, uh, equitable uh, dreams and fantasies are. They never, ever look at what the end game actually is. So that's California, folks. And well, that, that is, that, that <laughs> is a damn Calif- good thing. The weather is not here. It, 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 it is. And, uh, it, it, it's actually been quite a week when you think about it uh, out there. And I was uh, somewhat surprised to see uh, Larry Elder throw in his hat and announced his candidacy for uh, president of the United States. And you want to know something? I don't know if you saw him when he did that. Uh, he did it on the air, one of the uh, shows. But you know what I appreciated? He said, if nothing else, when I'm on the stage, if I have the opportunity I am going to share very, very clearly of the dissolution of the nuclear family has been the greatest, most salient, has had the most salient impact 
in what is happening on in our African-American communities than any single thing. And uh, I'm just glad his voice is out there, aren't you? Well, you know, uh, yes, I am. Uh, uh, let's not forget that uh, he was running to uh, uh, when uh, uh, Governor Newsom was reco- yeah. was there with the uh, he was facing a recall. So Larry yeah. Elder was up and down the state and on the media all the time oh, saying yeah. exactly the, uh, these these same things. Uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, I, 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 I applaud him for wanting a wider to speak to a wider audience about just those uh, issues uh, that uh, you were talking uh, about. Absolutely. And I'm sure he will be continued to be vilified as the black face of white supremacy. Of course he will. Of yeah. course he will. Yeah. By, yeah. By, it, by, by Joy Reid. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm making a jump here, but it's not so big of a jump because when you talk about this influence uh, and, and, and of course, to say that Canada, uh, Canada, that California is, is uh, going increasingly Marxist is uh, an understatement on, 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 on some level with your uh, uh, wonderful governor. But the point of it is you're just aware of how, again, external powers, collective powers want to control the individual. And there have been some things happening uh, within the United Nations that I want you to bring to our attention, Philip. It's interesting. You made a passing comment to me uh, in just one of our brief discussions that we usually have during the week before we just lit rip on entering stage right. And you mentioned how there was a time, you know, in the 60s where some of the uh, conservatives of the past uh, looked upon the United Nations uh, with with an extremely critical eye, and particularly for we young people at the time, like myself, uh, you know, we saw it as so aspirational in nature, and you know, it was going to be, if not the uh, single bullet uh, panacea for world peace, uh, certainly worthy of uh, our participation consideration. But they have become, shall we say? Uh, an entity that uh, sometimes steps over what one would consider normal boundaries. Please bring us up to date on that. Well, you know, if our listeners remember, we were, uh, I think it was just last week, we talked about the uh, World Health Organization, uh, which is a world group, a global group, uh, aspiring to be um, um, ultranational, intranational, meaning to to have what they believe in and their policies apply to the whole world. Meaning, meaning a an individual country loses its uh, autonomy. Well, the the UN is uh, is is following in those fairly repulsive uh, footsteps. This is the United Nations. Um, a new report from agencies affiliated with the UN. Mm-hmm. has called for all forms of drug use and sexual activity to be decriminalized globally. So forget a country's laws. It's got to be globally. So we will, you know, uh, uh, ride over you. Written by the International Committee of Jurists. I like that. Jurists. These are, you know, our betters. Uh, and uh, the Office of High Commissioner of Human Rights. The report was released... Uh, with the goal of guiding, quote, the application of international human rights law into criminal law. What does this mean? It's called the Eight March Principles. And this report... The Eight what principles? Eight March, as in the month. Eight March yeah, Principles. Okay, okay. The report calls for offenses related to sex, drug use, 
HIV, sexual and reproductive health, homelessness, and poverty to be decriminalized. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Among the things, criminal, this is what they say, criminal law is among the harshest tools at the disposal of the state to exert control over individuals. Now I'm thinking, wait a second. Uh, if, if, if decriminalizing, remember they did this in, they've done this in California, decriminalizing loitering. Seems innocuous enough, but it moves on to allowing people to, uh, uh, you know, prostitutes, uh, male and female, to be on the streets, which leads to, if it's all decriminalized, leads to uh, child trafficking, you know, abusing children and uh, trafficking. So, So I guess nobody would be committing any kind of crime then, but I digress. The the uh, there's a they they say all of this, uh, including by the way, what uh, you know our friend uh, Scott Weiner um, from San Francisco was to was to decriminalize. Um, uh, if if someone gives you HIV, and they know it, instead of being prosecuted, they won't be prosecuted anymore. So this is part of this whole thing. But anyway, here's the main part of it. It says, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Think about that. Sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent Mm -hmm. to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. So in this context, essentially with this, this is what they're saying. Pursuant to their evolving capacities... Yes. And progressive autonomy, persons under 18 years of age should participate in decisions affecting them with due regard to their age, maturity, and best interest, and with specific attention to non-discrimination guarantees. So what are we saying here? So in the past, someone who was 14 is... Um, is, it it does, didn't have the capacity to, under, to say, sure, I'll have sex. Now, according to the UN in their, in their wisdom, is saying evolving capacity. So now a 14-year-old who is supposed to be, um, uh, you know, autonomous. Mature. Uh, autonomous, mature, as the same thing as making your own decisions about whether you're a boy or a girl. It's the same yes, thing. Yes, yes, so, yes, so the yes. UN are... Tr- are Basically, the, the, rather this this agency with the UN, because you know it's mm-hmm. going to be you know come out you know uh, 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 as as uh, as a UN um, uh, policy. Right. Uh, this again leads to sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. How does a fourteen or fifteen year old know what they're doing? Now this right. is going. To, now they, according to them, everything has evolved. So now they do have. Um, uh, the, right. the, the wherewithal to uh, say, sure, I'll have sex, where, they, where half the time they don't even know what it is. That's what's going on in the UN. By the way, uh, uh, the, the, and this is the same UN, this is the same UN who, when there were peacekeepers 
in Haiti after the when there was a, a you know one of the <laughs> uh, occasional uh, events that go on in Haiti and they needed uh, UN peacekeepers. More than a hundred UN peacekeepers ran a child sex ring in Haiti and none of them was ever jailed. Prosecuted. None. None. And, 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 and the, the UN knew about this. So take what they, what they didn't do, uh, with, with the UN peacekeepers and, and what, what they are, uh, prescribing now uh you know for uh, to decriminalize anything that has to do with gender sex or 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 anything this is the un this this is the uh, you know i guess i'm uh, I, I i i guess uh, my western colonial values I guess I have to apologize for my Western colonial values to actually think that this is repulsive and 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 anti-human. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I want you to take a a, a trip with me, Philip, mm-hmm. on this on this podcast because I want to I want to connect some dots. Uh, I find this fascinating, and I've been wanting to talk about this for the last couple of weeks, but it's been so ubiquitous in the news. Uh, uh, I thought, well, maybe we have very little to uh, uh, shed light on it. But then when when you mentioned this uh, unreport uh, coming out, uh, you know, that basically calls f- for the decriminalization of sexual activity, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, by the UN, I found myself thinking about the relationship between the United Nations and, believe it or not, the whole Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light controversy. Now, here's here's what's fascinating to me. I've been asking myself, first of all, who is Anheuser, Anheuser-Busch, InBev, they're known as AB InBev now. Who is the real Dylan Mulvaney? Who really makes up the soul of America? Is it? Is it the United Nations and their uh, suggestions and mandates? Are, are, are we indeed going to be subservient to their world vision, to their worldview? And, and by the way, of this, Philip, you can be certain. Bud Light's decision— like even some Republican pundits are saying, it was not a one-off. It was not a just a solitary decision out of a vacuum by Alyssa Heinerscheid, the vice president of marketing for Bud Light. No, this type of decision to imprint Mulvaney's face on Bud Light comes right out of the corporate ethos at the very top. Now, here's what connects to what you just talked about, Philip. This is on the Anheuser Bushes, aka AB InBev website. This is how they describe it. Quote, our commitment as a signatory to the United Nations Global Compact. We commit to the principles and guidance contained in the UN Guiding Principles on Business and Human Rights. In addition, our policy commitments are further based on the International Bill of Human Rights, consisting of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And then, Philip, you get into a little bit of the fine print. Our purpose is to create a future with more cheers. More cheers, Philip. To achieve this, our company must be 
an inclusive and diverse workplace. Here, we all feel we belong whatever our personal characteristics or social identities such as race, nationality, gender identity, sexual orientation, age, abilities, socioeconomic status, religion, and others. And their repetitive mantra throughout their website continues, an inclusive feature future. A future with more cheers is one where everyone belongs, where we can all be our true, authentic selves at home, at work, or in our communities. And I'm wondering, Philip, I'm wondering if that includes maybe the new UN's directives that they're getting from one of their sub-organizations in possibly decriminalizing sex with adolescents. Well, this comes down to, and we've we've hinted at this in the past, um, that when there are no uh, societal or cultural norms, when any fantasy or fetish mm-hmm. or 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 narcissistic desire carries the day, meaning. I can do anything I want because if you don't let me or if the laws aren't changed to allow that, you are creating, uh, you are, you are, what, what is the, uh, you are triggering me. You are a hater. All of these, all of this insanity. Uh, and, 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 and that is when everything goes, let's just go back to ancient Rome. When the culture fell apart, Rome fell apart. No culture, even, even the, the amazing, uh, culture and society that we in the United States have created over 240, uh, years as, as Ronald Reagan said, basically it can, it, it's, it's it's it can go it can go at any time vanish like it, that. it can yeah. vanish like that anytime and you won't even know it you'll look back and you and and you will say what happened what just happened now yeah. i'm i'm thinking i'm thinking you know everybody's talking about all of this all of this oppression whether it's moral oppression coming from religion and that's why i made this my 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 the comment earlier this must be my western uh, this must be coming from my evil yeah, western yeah, yeah. colonial values you know what go to africa go to sub saharan africa or go to the middle east the arab uh, the in the arab world do you th- do you think they're buying any of this do you think they're buying any of this this is it 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 on so many levels it is the it is it is the result of 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 being pampered of having too much of having too much uh, uh, time on your hands, too much money, too much anything, that it, 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 and I'm going back to the coyote. The coyote has got to get up every day and survive. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Mulvaney doesn't have to survive. Dylan Mulvaney what, what, is a yeah. is is is, is a yeah. fifth rate actor who couldn't I, get a gig, and now. Yeah, but, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm, you you go ahead. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you into proceed. Him. You proceed. I'm with gonna, I'm gonna get into Mr. Uh, Malvini in just a moment. Yeah. But uh, by the way, just uh, you need to, you need to know this though about Anheuser Busch in recognition to their commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. In other words, their DEI division, AB InBev, Anheuser Busch InBev, 
uh, 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 they were honored uh, to be named to the 2023 Bloomberg Gender Equality Index. And they also won film, uh, won Philip the Khan Lions Creative Marketer of the Year this year in 2023. And just to make sure they stay on top of their game, as of 2022, all AB InBev managers started receiving unconscious bias training as part of their annual people review process and as their growing dei strategy all of this is right from their website philip they have introduced inclusive benefits such as gender affirming medical support for transgender colleagues in the u.s and canada and all financial and legal aid necessary to support name changes for colleagues in brazil and colombia and philip if you or our listeners want to know anything more about about the progressive agenda of Anheuser-Busch, whose headquarters is in Louvain, Belgium. They're a multinational, multi-billion dollar company. They represent over 650 beers. Cheers, Philip. Cheers, Philip. If you want to know more about them, simply visit their over 100-page attachment on their website, of the Anheuser Bush InBev 2020 Environmental, Social, and Governance Report. They're, in essence, ESG filing and compliance record. So you see, the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney publicity campaign has the moniker of corporate leadership and the board of directors all over it. It is in perfect keeping with the with the overwhelming ethos of the country and i don't care if 60 percent of anheuser-busch workers did vote the, the the republican party and i'm talking about anheuser-busch here locally as far as i'm concerned let's keep the boycott going it's working it's not against the workers but it's against this ethos at the top and before i move on to a few specifics about dylan mulvaney and the soul of the nation any thoughts on that philip esg and what corporate at the top is doing well first of all going going to the what you just uh, alluded to of many of the uh uh, the actual uh, workers at uh, at uh, uh, Anheuser Busch and, and people yeah. who I mean, just people who drink this stuff, who drink uh, bud, yeah. bud products. How many of them knew that the com- company was sold to a European conglomerate years ago? Every you know, most people under the assumption. I believe the overwhelming majority of people have been under the assumption and how's a Bush is, you know, it's St. Louis, Missouri. It's it's an American oh, beer. Yeah. Well, so so nobody knew. And then and, and you know, so you, you 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 have you have that angle. And um, and and the 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 other uh, aspect of it is is uh, I think the only thing that makes these people uh, wake up at all is. The company has lost uh, close to five billion dollars because of this this uh, Bud backlash. Light campaign. Yeah. The backlash yeah. pe- people are not buying it. People are not buying it. And you know, again, you know, you and I talk all the time about fight back, fight back, fight back. Mm-hmm. And if fight mm-hmm. back involves not buying the damn product, so be it. I. I I could not agree with you more. Now, you, I 
I was going to go into this real quickly, but I, I, I did a Bud Light commercial 30 years ago, and it got into hot water because some people uh, actually boycotted it. And uh, but believe me, it is it is small potatoes and pails in comparison to what this is. Philip, I'm just going to give you a few words uh, for you to think about on uh, the real Dylan Mulvaney. You kind of know it. We all know it. But uh, I've 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 just and again, this is the person that they're plastering all over uh uh not not just bud light but he's got multi-million dollar deals now as you know with nike and all of these various companies in a previous time mr dylan Malvaney would yes in a less gentle time would be considered a freak he 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 could have a leading role in todd browning's uh movie the freaks if you remember that but regardless he is by nature a poser certainly a performance artist i would say an exhibitionist andrew sullivan by the way just this week april 21 yesterday in his weekly dish you can find it andrewsullivan.substack.com his statement is this there is in fact a perfect word to describe dylan mulvaney she isn't trans or queer or subversive so much as a minstrel in other words and these are my words dylan's minstrelsy is not a white man putting on a black face but a grown man putting on a little girl's face and now like you suggested philip the out of work actor dylan is a social media influencer which is why bud light put him on their cans a viral tiktok celebrity millions of followers who started watching his days of girlhood video last year and apparently even though he has taken some hormones and he's had some facial surgery he does retain all of his male anatomical attributes and has declared himself this new girl by fiat i'm i'm this girl and in truth, has become a grotesque jejune caricature of what a real woman is. And I'm sure, Philip, at some point, MoMA, move over Cindy Sherman, the Museum of Modern Art, they'll give Dylan his or her own performance space for a titillating exhibition where the public can come and voyeuristically enjoy Dylan prancing around her simulated bedroom in panties and pasties, squealing like a six-year-old girl at her first ever sleepover. And I remind you, Philip, that all of this influence was blessed by President Joe Biden last year year who hosted dylan at the white house in october and earlier in june of 22 paid homage to the trans community by embracing them in essence as the soul of this nation and philip indulge me for one more minute because here's here's my beef here's my real beef god bless dylan mulvaney go do your thing it's america it's free and But the point is, in spite of your 10 million followers and your multiple ad campaigns, you're not the soul of this nation at all. He is nothing more than a small part of the cult of the celebrity, which is this nation's obsessive pastime. And by contrast, Philip, I just want to put it out there. I'd suggest that the soul of this nation is the couple who get up every morning at the crack of dawn, get their kids off to school, then both go to hardworking jobs just to cover their inflationary prices of their necessities. And yes, I think, Philip, 
the soul of America is that crazy pizza guy this past week, Tyler Morell, who stuck his leg out in front of a thief who was running from the police after squealing a car, stealing a car, and he brought the crook crashing down to the ground so the, the cops could get him. That's the kind of spontaneous courage that's the soul of America. And I would say again, and I'd forgotten her name last week, the soul of America is the female swimmer, Riley Gaines, who told the New York Post, this is not progressive. We are not moving forward. We're going back 50 years in time, watching the denial of the most basic of truths. When you can't acknowledge what a woman is, there's a huge problem deeper than just sports. And one more thing, Philip, the real soul to me of America consists in great measure our men and our women in blue who risk their lives every day that we may live in safety and they deserve nothing but our deepest respect. And yes, the true soul of America were those 13 soldiers who gave their lives helping Americans and Afghans flee Kabul before its tragic collapse. So it is these people, with all due respect, not the Dylan Mulvaney's who represent President Biden, the true, the sacrificial, profound soul of America. And it is little wondering that between the inflation and the debacle of the Afghan withdrawal, we have a feckless Joe Biden who would play to the itching ears of the radical trans community and choose a Dylan Mulvaney to honor rather than the extraordinary people that he has so profoundly, profoundly disappointed. And God only knows what fate remains for Mr. Mulvaney when his TikTok season of fame comes to an end. And with that, Philip, I am done. I rest my case. Any thoughts before moving forward? Yeah, a couple. I can't wait to see uh, Dylan Mulvaney when uh, he's 60. That ought to be fun. Um, and the other is, you know what? Joe Biden had no idea who Dylan Mulvaney is. He had no idea and still doesn't have an idea. This goes more, this is more and more and more proof to me that Joe Biden, you know, I couldn't stand uh, um, Barack Obama as, as president uh, for all he believed in, all his hypocrisy and everything, but at least he knew which end was up. He knew what he was doing. Yes. He was the president. This man, they said to him last year, there's a guy who's in Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, okay. I'm going to have an interview with him. Okay, okay. And he does what he's told. Yeah. He does what he's told. He doesn't know Dylan Mulvaney. He doesn't know anything. And, 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 which, by the way, he is, well, I'm going to, I don't want to get off on that. No, uh, I, no. I think that the, the, the main point, you know, you, you, you mentioned something about, um, uh, this country has always, uh, uh, and even more so now, been caught up in the cult of celebrity. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, w w what's 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 amazing, at least uh, to to a greater extent in the past, a celebrity in this country was a singer, a person of mm -hmm. talent, an actor, actress, a mm -hmm. uh, an artist, a. Uh, you know, you could go up and down the list. Now it's not a celebrity anymore; it's an influencer. Mm -hmm. Meaning someone, some deluded 
pathetic person, in my opinion, such as Dylan Mulvaney, a, a fifth-rate actor who was in uh, the Book of Mormon. That's that's mm-hmm. what he did. Couldn't get a gig, so he found his uh, he found his shtick and found his hook and is on and is on TikTok. And that's all you need is to be on TikTok. Well, mm. I guess. You know, I, I, I guess if you're of a certain age, that's that's sort of a cool thing to to be. But but I I find it part and parcel of 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 the uh, of the uh, diluting of our culture. It's it's mm. you know the more oh. the more oh. the more ice cubes you put in that single malt scotch, the uh, yeah. the less uh, the less it's going to be of its own value. You know, uh, so, yeah. uh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. by the yeah. way, I, I, I don't know if you know, um, yeah. tell me the woman who ran the campaign. Do you remember offhand? Uh, the, the... Oh yeah. Uh, you mean her name? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, she was, hang on one second. I've got it here. Uh, Alyssa Heinerscheid. She's gone. Oh, oh, really? Yes, this happened this. I, I read it this morning that uh, it, she, uh, it's it's always it's always the uh, it's always the uh, the the euphemism. She's taking a leave of absence. Oh yeah, yeah you know what yeah, it means. Yeah. It means yeah. it means goodbye. No. <laughs> so so she is gone. So well, so let, so let, the let, woke yeah. so the woke conglomerate based in Brussels lost five billion dollars, and guess what? Somebody's got to pay the price, and it's this this yeah. woman. She was the sacrificial. That's man. exactly right. But when when you see how they're in bed with the UN and the human rights campaign and everything, the the corporate conglomerate there in Louvain, um, you you you, you just realize that this. This is why uh, this kind of stuff is is emanating and happening. It's a part of their ethos. And, you know, you talk about and you've worked with some of the giants, Philip, in the industry, people who who have had almost cult like followings in terms of people appreciating. But what they were appreciating was their, as you suggested, uh, enormous talent, their gifts, uh, the joy that they would bring uh, either in drama or a comedy uh, as a, as a fully fully fleshed artist and the hard and- hard work that got them to that place. These people work their butts off, whether it's a comic or an actor or an artist. These people worked; they slaved at their at 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 their yeah. at their art as opposed to just being on TV. Well, and and again, this is almost sufficient reason to shut down TikTok. But this is what uh, Dylan uh, Malvino uh, Malvina said. Of course, by the way, comes from a completely home of privilege. You do know that his grandfather was a, uh, a bank investor. He was the owner of the old San Diego Padres. I mean, absolute life of white privilege. But one of the things he said to his many listeners on TikTok is, it feels like we're all just kind of still kids trying to figure it out. And then, <laughs> no and kidding. Then, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and then Dylan says to the young TikTok audience looking right into the camera, your queerness is your superpower. Your transness is magic. Okay. Who am I to argue with that, Deepon? I'm just a guy who came, 
who came from a middle-class family who had to work like hell for everything I got. And uh, I guess my, my, my father wasn't a... Uh, uh, wasn't an investment uh, baseball club owner, uh, which gave me the luxury or the privilege. Uh, and by the way, privilege goes across the board. I don't want anybody telling me about white privilege. Privilege is 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 is, is universal. In in uh, you you can have black privilege, yes. Asian privilege, African privilege. You can have privilege if you are of the of the upper strata. Look, I mean, good grief! Look at India. India <laughs> with the caste system. You want to talk of that is uh, you know they talk about structural race. That is structural privilege yeah. <laughs> from yeah. top to bottom. Uh, yeah. So yeah. so so yeah. I don't want anybody telling me about white privilege. It's privilege. <laughs> it's privilege. Right. And I don't want uh, Dylan actually Malvaney talking to so many confused young people around the world. Well, their parents and, aren't around and, much, are they? And, and encouraging them. Uh, and this is with all due respect to those that go through, indeed, dysphoria and uh, the small, small, small percentage of uh, uh, individuals who hitherto to this trans madness perpetrated by people like Dylan uh, has just taken uh, control. And thank God some feminists, thank God some people in the LGBTQ, but it's now LGBTQIA, intersexual, intersexual, asexual, but thank God some people even like Andrew Sullivan, gay uh, uh, gentleman that he is, uh, are speaking words of wisdom. So, well, so, that, so oh, it is. But go ahead. Uh, I was just going to yeah. say. So, so yeah. with the LGB. So it's just it it expands at such a rate that the 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 populace uh, in general is learning the alphabet, albeit oh. in a different order. <laughs> That's it exactly. Matter of fact, they're when, going uh, to have you, twenty. What happens when they run out of twenty-six letters? Uh, well, are they going to yeah. start doing like we have with passwords of putting yeah. a, of putting a, an asterisk or something so yeah. we can yeah. so we can uh, you know sign in to some website? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The acronym is ad nauseum, and when you hit kindergarten, that that will be the the latest progressive move. We no longer teach the alphabet; we just give out the LGBTQIA, etc., etc. <laughs> And that's the new alphabet that you That's learn. it. Oh, that's it. But forgive me for, for jumping on the <laughs> no, bell. I am so sorry. I'm, I'm glad. That was but a there cardinal it is. sin. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But there it is. That old school bell. Boy, we remember it. At least I do. And uh, it telling, it's telling us, listeners, that it is time to wrap it up. And we uh, are so grateful for you in a way of reminder, whatever is going on in our crazy topsy-turvy world of ours. We do live in a great country. It's a free country. We can speak like this. We can have a dialogue on so many different things, and we want to keep it that way and not be silenced. And so you don't be silenced. We've got so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for you, Philip. So till we meet again, this is D. Paul Thomas and Philip Coyote McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Inv <laughs> inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right. <laughs>